from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author. My daughter is my co-host today. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. Kennedy is with us in Indianapolis to start off this particular hour. Hi, Kennedy. How are you? Hi, Dave. How are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? Hey, so I was calling because um, I have a son. He's four and a half, and his dad and I are no longer together, but I'm in a great marriage now, and we are actually on Baby Step 2. We're working the steps. And um, my son's dad, he's not very good with money. You know, we built a house together. I wasn't on it, obviously, but we built a house together, and he picked out everything that was super expensive. He went and he bought a brand-new Jeep when he had kind of a beater. He lives to, like, impress people, and he's not a bad dad. We're on good terms, but he's just really bad with money, and I'm trying to work with my son now on chores and um, saving money and making money, and I, I'm worried that his dad is going to show him habits like going out to eat all the time and buying every single thing. And it's just kind of going to reverse what I do here at home. Can you help with that? Yeah. I mean, this is, this can be a tough one. The good news is though, Kennedy, I mean, your son's five, which is great, right? I mean, they're young and yes, impressionable, but, but you can start doing things with him. um, That's not going to completely unravel just because he sees his dad. And I think, parents and I have to even realize this even with my kids so much of what they learn is what they're watching and so more is caught than taught and you only have the power to control what goes on in your house you don't have the power to control what's going to be going on in your husband's house and so I think the older he gets the more conversations you guys can have around money but right now where you're at, the fact that he's five I think instilling these small habits and again Kennedy I we have a five-year-old at home We do this stuff. I teach it every day. And we still probably aren't as intentional as we should be with our kids, right? So like, there's a lot of grace in this. It's okay. Um, Okay. They're still young. But I think, you know, slowly but surely that consistency over time of what he's going to see from you, that's what you can control. And so that's what I would focus my energy on. Um, And again, I'm sure as he gets older, there's going to be more questions. And I think you have those conversations with respect for his dad and still Mm -hmm. honoring him, but also telling the truth of, hey, here's what common sense looks like when it comes to money here's how to here are habits to have to set you up to win right because i think it was meg meeker that said we don't raise kids just to be good kids we raise them to be good adults and so yes i love meg meeker yes kind of having that Mm -hmm. long-term mindset uh is helpful too but um now meg would tell you first and foremost never trash his dad to him Absolutely under, under not. any circumstances That's never, okay. ever going to happen. but then uh, sometimes the way i can find my answer on some of these things is if i take it to an extreme it tells me how to handle it let's take it let's take a different thing instead of money okay. let's just make okay. up something kind of weird or, or wild to see how we would handle that let's say mm-hmm. his dad drops the f-bomb every other word he does actually That's oh <laughs> who knew and um and we don't do that at our house no, okay. we don't. Okay, so how do we handle that? Well, we don't trash dad, no. and we can't control what dad does with his mouth over at the other place, but okay. we can only control it when you're with me. And in this house, we don't speak that way. Okay. We have more class than that. We're mm-hmm. not trash. Okay? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we have we have a sense of decorum. We have a sense of nobility in our home. 
and we don't we don't okay. speak using those types of words. Uh, they're called vulgar. We don't teach a four year old mm-hmm. that, but I mean, this is what's going through your mind, right? And so you mm-hmm. go, well, mm-hmm. I can't control that, but all I can control is what we do here. And and so your interaction with him is, we don't do that when you're here. Okay. okay. And uh, okay. You, you don't. We don't do that here. And so we don't. When we're here, we work and we do our chores. When we're here, we're generous with our money. When we're here, we save our money. When we're here, okay. we make wise purchase decisions with our money as coached by our mom. I, mm-hmm. And then that's all you can do. Now, what will happen at the end of the story is this, okay? Common mm-hmm. sense and love and proper truth does win out in these things, but it takes time. So when he's 26 and he did something stupid with money, he's going to know what stupid looks like because it was described to him by you. And so he's going to go, gosh, I really can't model my life after my dad. My mom's plot process works. I need to gravitate back to that. And I'm going to probably go to my mom. Yeah. And if I need, if I need help, if I need financial advice, I don't go to my dad who's broke. I'm going to go to my mom who Mm -hmm. taught me this stuff the whole time growing up. And, but that he'll go through the phase like all kids do where first year you, you know, somewhere around 14 years old, my mama is stupid gland kicks in. Right. And then it takes until about 30 or 25 (laughs) or whatever for it to grow back. Right. Before. And then suddenly at some point in their twenties or whatever, you're a genius again, and you're going to go through that regardless of whether you're together or whether you're apart. So, uh, uh, you know, that's going to happen here. It's not going to be a perfect path and there's not anything you can do to protect him from, uh, bad money habits or vulgar mouths when they exist with your ex. Because the truth is too, Kennedy, you know, you could, you could have been in a marriage raising him and doing everything possible to teach him to be wise with money. And then at the end of the day, when they go off on their own, suddenly they're adults that have to make their own decisions too. And you know, right. we're, we're yeah. getting even that second generation of Ramseyites. So like that, that, that kids that grew up listening to Dave so on the show, make very sure you talk about what you and your current husband are doing to the four-year-old in age appropriate ways. So they see the model and okay. you coach him on his personal behavior. So he sees the model and then it'll work out. It's going to be okay. But it, there's no ironclad protection when you've got, you know, when he's going to get exposed to the virus on the other side. So okay. it's just, you know, it's, it's just like the mouth thing. It's the same thing. And so you're, you're get you just got a bad model over there and that that's, that's, you know, and, but you can't fix your ex-husband. That's why he's your ex. So, and you can't control him. That's why you're, he's your ex. But even with parents too, what I was saying earlier was, you know, even if you do and about any, any area of parenting, right? You, oh, there's you, no guarantee. Yeah. Right. So all like, you can do is give it your best shot. That's right. So that's what I would say too, Kennedy is like, give yourself some grace. Yeah. Do what you can in your household, and then at the end of the day, launching them into the world, it's like, okay. If you model it more is caught than taught, and you teach it, you've done all you can do. That's yep. your best shot. And it works out more times than not. So that's why yep. we do yep. it. That's exactly. why we do it. Exactly. Hang on. We're going to send you a copy of Smart Money, Smart Kids that Rachel and I did together, teaching your children how to be smart with money so that when they grow up, they have a brain. We'll and what's with hard that. in those situations is like the Disney dad thing too. When they yeah. go to dad's, oh, yeah, when they go to mom or dad's doing. house, that's the spender. And it's like, oh, we're going to have all this fun. Yeah. And to a kid, it's like, oh, this is way more fun. And that's a hard pill to swallow too. When you're the parent, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm like, the I'm only the grown up in one. this equation. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. You're doing great, Kennedy. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're, you're going. It's going to work out. Hang on, Austin's going to pick up. We'll send you a copy of Smart Money, Smart Kids. It was the first number one bestseller Rachel had, and the first one I and the only book I've ever done with her that was a number one because it's the only book we ever did together so far. This is the Ramsey Show. America. Hey, tickets are going fast for our Building Wealth Live Tour. We have four more stops on the live events. Three to 8,000 of you are going to be at each of one of these. Thank you. You don't want to miss these. They're going to be a blast. If you're doing this stuff, it's kind of like a big pep rally to come around all the Ramsey people doing this stuff. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to talk about how to build wealth in the middle of all this craziness going on in 2023. February 16th, just a couple of weeks, Rachel Cruz, George Campbell, Jade Washaw, and I will be in Indianapolis. Few tickets left to Indy. It's not quite sold out. I'm a little surprised by February 16th. It'll be there, though. We're just around the corner. Uh, the next week, we'll be in Austin, Texas. Again, a few tickets left. Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney, Jade Warshaw, and me. And April 24th, uh, Rachel Cruz and I and George Campbell and Christina Ellis will be in Salt Lake City. I'll be along with uh, Ken Coleman, Dr. John Deloney, and Christina Ellis on the final stop of the tour in Anaheim on May 2nd. Tickets are $49. You can get a four-pack and bring your friends for only 175 you pay more than 175 to go to a concert of almost any kind and this will actually give you the information to change your life now concerts are fun this will be fun but you also will come away motivated and going oh man all this junk i'm hearing on the news i think i can still win anyway ramseysolutions.com slash events get your tickets right now the building wealth live tour indianapolis austin salt lake city anaheim looking forward to seeing you guys Come on out now. The phone again, RamseySolutions.com slash events. All right, let's go to Julie in St. Paul, Minnesota. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I've had recently my husband and I have had some changes um, with work, and what I'm trying to figure out is how to make um, monthly contributions that we both make to a joint household account equitable and fair. Um He's recently accepted a new job, making considerably more money, um, and I'm straight commission, so my money is always variable. It, it'd be different if you know we had he made a hundred thousand, I made fifty. Then it's pretty easy how to figure out. But how do you figure something out when somebody's variable commission every month? <laughs> how long have you guys been married? We've been married about three years. We've been together about eight, and sharing finances for about six. Okay. Well, my answer is really simple, Julie. It's all of yours together. So once it hits a bank account that you guys share, regardless of who brings in the money, it is your money. You guys together as a couple, it is your both of your money, both of your monies, all of your monies together. So uh, you're you're acting I, you're st- you're acting like you're still roommates. You're not roommates. <laughs> you're your husband and wife. 
And so there's okay. a there's a the power. Preacher, the preacher Julie. said, and now you are one. He did not pronounce you a joint venture. There is okay. there so, is power and power in combining finances, combining checking accounts, working out of the same pot, regardless of who brings in the money. That together you're a team, and and even studies recently, there's been like two or three recently coming out talking about even the satisfaction, the marriage satisfaction and joy is higher with couples that see themselves as one when it comes to money. And it is, it's probably one of the more countercultural things. I feel like we talk a lot about countercultural stuff on the show, but Mm -hmm. for so many people, they do what you guys do. They're running these kind of these two separate lanes, trying to figure out, okay, who pays what bill, what's fair, what's equal. When you just scrap all of that and say, hey, this is our house. When our incomes come in, it is our income. What are we going to do with our money? And you see yourself as a team, as one, as unified. Mm-hmm. And and my thing is, I'm like, if you can share a bed, you can share a bank account. You guys are married. You are one. <laughs> you are together. Now, in your budget, you have a line item that's a Julie line item, and you have money to go and spend and enjoy, and that's great. You know, I have a Rachel line item, and I can go buy a s- sweaters and new pair of jeans and I'm not having to like text him every time, right? We have a certain amount of money that I get to spend every month, a certain amount of money he spends. So there's still a level of, yeah, you still, you have money to spend, but that's agreed upon that amount together. And so something changes, Julie, I'm telling you. You both have power. Not just tactically, things change when you combine accounts, but emotionally, the unity that's created, you start to see yourselves as one and you win faster financially when you do that. You work together. You communicate. There's so there's so many pros. I'm telling you, so many pros that come there's out. So of, much data to back this up, by the way. Of working but together. It, it's it. And, it sounds devastatingly old fashioned, though, doesn't it? A, a little bit, yeah. When you've been very independent yeah. for the majority of your life. Yeah. And, yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, it's different. Wanting to contribute equally too, yeah. you know, but not always. Sometimes not. But it kind of the problem is when you're doing it your way. It, it almost feels like if you're not putting in more, you, your vote doesn't count as much. Mm-hmm. And it does. You have equal votes in the marriage. You have equal votes on whether okay. we buy a house. Equal votes on whatever. If you don't believe me, visit divorce court. They'll give both of you an equal vote. <laughs> right. The law okay. says that. Exactly. Even. The law says that. So here's an interesting extreme. Okay. My wife Sharon okay. uh, left the workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, of her own choice uh, when my oldest daughter Rachel's older sister was born and Denise is what 30 something years old right mm-hmm. so for 30 something years Sharon has not had an income and yet Sharon okay. has a great income because we have a great income we own a house now we do at our house still say that's your car because it's the one she drives more than me <laughs> And it's the one with the mm-hmm. dent from hitting the garage door. But oh, I said that out loud. But yeah, that's your car. This is my car. But they're our cars. It's our vacation. It's our retirement. It's our money. And we are going to design a life we want to live together. We both have a vote. She has the same vote I have, and she brings nothing of income to the equation. Now, I didn't say she brought nothing to the equation. I, I said she say. brought nothing of income <laughs> to the equation. Let's be very, very clear about that after the garage door joke. But um, <laughs> I'm already in deep kimchi here. But the uh, but that that's the uh, uh, that's the thing. So yeah, I I think um, I, I think that uh, uh, I think you can try this as an experiment 
because there's nothing mm-hmm. that says you can't undo our suggestion. Try it for six months, Julie. Between now and summer, combine accounts and change your language when you do. Our. Not yours and mine. Okay. Our. 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 And see if you don't notice some subtle shifts with that communication in your relationship. It's it's proven and it's just we've been doing this a long time and we rachel's right we get mm-hmm. trashed on social media for this because it's like it's so it's it's like old-fashioned see the old marriage vows you know uh for richer for poorer we've all heard that in sickness and in health we've all heard that the old book of common prayer marriage vows say unto thee all my worldly goods i pledge that's you don't hear that in a marriage anymore either. No. But in you know, fifty years ago, almost every wedding you went to, you would have heard that. Okay. And or sixty years ago, um, I've been married forty, and it wasn't in mine. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's it's old school is what yeah, I'm saying. It's yeah. kind of it's got a very uh, uh, almost a Victorian feel to it now. And what can come with that is the sense that you've lost power, and we're not suggesting that your vote is diminished. No. I'll guarantee. Dad, blame to you, to you, my uh, hillbilly wife has a vote, okay? She takes you her vote. You can call if, you a hillbilly. Can it, you call her a hillbilly? She's a hillbilly, too. We're both are. <laughs> noble, noble hillbillies. But, uh, but I mean, the, the chances of me taking away I your know. mother's vote is zero, right? Oh, my God. Even yes, if I yes, wanted no. to be overbearing, it's not an option. Stop. Okay, yeah. That, no, 100%, 100%. And I will say this. One of the pushbacks I get on social media is, well, we just kept fighting all the time. And now we have separate accounts, and we don't fight anymore. Well, it's because you're just denial. That's Okay, so that's my point is I'm like, that's the exact fight you need to be having to have a deep, rich marriage. Like, you can't just sweep things under the rug and function like two different, you know, two different places and then yeah. call that okay. That's not okay. You and broke so up and didn't admit it. It it, cha- it forces you to communicate and, and work together as a team. And I'm telling you, Julie, it's worth it. It changes it other things in your marriage. It Give it a shot. That's, that's our pitch. Give it a shot. This is The Ramsey Show. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Um, Some of you are new to this. Uh, we've got literally millions of you joining us in the last couple of months. Thank you. We're so glad you're here, and we want the opportunity to love you, an opportunity to help you. Um, and, and sometimes you get in here and you, you hear information that's new to you. It's a new way of thinking. And uh, for some folks in our culture today, that, that's not a challenge because they're looking for new information. They're looking for a new way of looking at things. Other times it's a challenge for you because you get all disturbed and you think it becomes your job then to uh, get us to change. Um, you got confused about how this relationship works. Okay. Because this is called the Ramsey Show. This is what the this this is who we are and what we teach. If you want to do a show, go do a show. OK, 
Okay. But, Did you get some hate at the break? Uh, no, I just, I always get hate. I've gotten hate for 30 years. You're going to get a hate after that last call. Like you, you always get hate when you bring this whole thing up. You get trashed on this stuff. <laughs> and, um, but that, the, the whole point is, let me help you with this. I, for 30 years, every letter that has come to Ramsey to me has been answered except junk mail and hate mail. There's no reason to answer hate mail, and there's no reason to answer idiots in the comments section of YouTube, okay? There's no reason, because let me just tell did you think we were going to change because of you, little troll? You got confused how this works. We're not going to change, because we're right. So you, that's why you came here in the first place, because you wanted new information, because the information you were using sucked, and so did your life. And so we're here to help you with that. It's what we do. And, and so, but don't get confused about this stuff. It's, uh, it's just hilarious to me that I was just reading. But a there book. are well, things you learn in life, I, Dave. I, I, learned, I learned on the air something yesterday. Okay. And, I would and, love to hear and, it. And so I, I don't <laughs> mind learning, but, the, but I didn't learn it from a troll. Sure. Okay. And yeah. I didn't and, and so and I didn't learn it from an activist. Oh, give me a break. Get a job. Um so so just you know, I was just thinking about how much crap you're going to catch. Oh, and it's I, and fine. I'm you, fine. You actually I'm see fine. it, but I don't even see it cuz I don't even look. If you read comments after an article, you understand why some species kill their young. I mean, it's just un the, the ignorance that abounds out there is unbelievable. So uh, the interesting thing about this, uh, you know, the last 25 or 30 years, we've all grown up. Uh, some of you have grown up with, and I've adapted as an old fart to walking around with this magic wand in my hand. And so I can push a button and stuff shows up on my front porch. I'm magic. And so I must matter. I've got great power. No, you really don't. Do you think that's where it comes from? Yeah, oh, I guarantee you. It, it, we gave people agency beyond their ability to control it. We to, gave them autonomy beyond their yes. ability to control it, and thus they become trolls because someone they thought they got confused and thought someone cared what they thought. Hey, listen, you live in your mother's basement. I don't care what you think. It's not. I'm sorry. You haven't earned. The, you haven't earned the right to speak into this yet. Okay, so that's that. Just to go ahead and help you guys that are new how this stuff works. Well, you're arrogant. No, I'm just confident. There's a difference. Arrogance is unfounded. Okay. We've been doing this 30 freaking yes, years. And the prince. Yes. And yes. it works. And the principles work. And they're, they're biblically based common sense when things used to not be so nutty out there and this agency and autonomy we've given to people who have to have an opinion and to speak in and to raise hell with people uh, when they haven't earned the right to do it uh, is not good for our culture. It's damaging our culture because then people are actually being swayed by crazy people, the mob. And so it's hard to cancel us. We own this and we're not going to stop. So if you don't like it, your only option is leave because we don't even care if you bitch. 
it doesn't bother us. So just kind of helping you guys set out how, how this works. So I just got to every so often we have to reset just the re- reset the equation here. Man, you dropped the B word, Dave. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's okay. Life's good. Life's good. It is. And listen, it's fine. See, I it's so fun. I'm like, just it's just different personalities. If ever, if there are people that totally disagree and they think we're nuts, I'm like, that's great. I don't. That's fine. You can think we're nuts. Uh, just go somewhere else. I mean, it didn't. Bo- it didn't. Why are me. you wasting your breath? That's my point. You know, <laughs> move along, little doggy. Yeah. So there we go. We can handle the loss in ratings. I promise you. <laughs> Open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. Jason's with us in Kansas City. Hi, Jason. How are you? You doing great yourself? Better than I deserve, man. What's up? Have you ever trolled someone, Jason, on the internet? Dave needs to know (laughs) right now, Jason. I have never trolled anybody. I have not. I'm just kidding. Other than, I I mean, I get, trolling is when you don't own it. But I've I've given smart aleck answers back when Twitter used to work, back before it deteriorated into a cesspool. But but anyway, sorry, Sorry, Jason. Jason, We brought you in. Jason, you you walked right into the bandsaw. How can we help, man? I did, apparently. So... (laughs) Uh, it may be an easy answer for you. So I was wanting to refinance my home uh, for um, for against some equity to pay off some bills and expenses that I have and maybe also do a little bit of re- renovating in my home. And not sure as far as if it would be the best case scenario to do that uh, or to eliminate some bills and that would eliminate most of what I have and then I just have a little bit of a higher mortgage payments yeah um the problem with that process is is that we've not seen it to work because you didn't really eliminate the bills you just moved them yeah i okay. can visualize that and when it comes to renovating your home you just borrowed money to go yeah. renovate your home and so we want to teach we want to lead you if we can out of debt not into debt and out of debt so that you can have money to invest so that you can be wealthy and outrageously generous and have an awesome life. That's where we want to lead you. So we're based on that, we're going to work the debt snowball on the bills and then save up and pay cash for the renovations. How, how expensive renovation you want to do? I really, I just want to um, do the kitchen, which I'm going to do personally myself. So I'm not paying someone to do it. Not going to be a lot of money. How then. much debt do you have, Jason? Um, I, in total, maybe about fifteen thousand. Okay. How much do you make a year? Uh, a little over fifty. Okay. Yeah. So I would just pay off that fifteen, and then get a good emergency fund. Do you have any savings? I do. I have. It's about three thousand. About three. Right okay. Yeah. So I would take that. I would take two of that. Throw it at the fifteen. Keep working that. Get a great emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. And then at that point, if you want to start some retirement saving on the side for the for the remodel of the house, I think that's great. Because here, here's a big problem, Jason, that we find, and this is if people do something like this, or even if they get a big inheritance or like a big end of the year bonus, and they have a, a pile of money that they're going to throw and pay off debt, what we have found is personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. So it's almost like you're putting a Band-Aid on your past money habits just to clear it. And again, just like Dave said, you're reshuffling it. You're still, you still have that debt. Uh, it just goes into, it goes into the house instead. And there's something about you, Jason, that, that is transformed when you work the process and you pay this debt off, you save the cash and you do it. 
And in that process, that's when your habits start to change in your outlook versus just moving debt out of the house, throwing it, fixing that problem over here, the 15,000, you know, doing it all. So working the actual plan is where you're going to see long-term results, not just with your money, but with you. Hey man, we'll help you. We want you to go through Financial Peace University as our guest. I'll pay for it. Okay. Hang on. We'll have Austin pick up and we'll get you in the class. You and your wife go through that class and it'll, this will make more sense to you because if you just snap your fingers and the debt goes away and you don't change your habits, the debt grows back. That's Rachel's point. And that's what we don't want to see you have happen here. So hang on. We'll walk with you and show you how to do this. First Corinthians 3, 12, and 13. If anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become obvious. For the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire. The fire will test the quality of each one's work. Alex Honnold said, No matter the risks we take, we always consider the end to be too soon. Even though in life, more than anything else, the quality should be more important than the quantity. Mm. JT is with us in Tupelo, Mississippi. Hi, JT. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Mr. Dave. How are you and uh, Miss Rachel? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? Um, yes. Yeah, so my wife and I, we are actually in the process of a new chapter in our lives. Uh, several years ago, we went in and throughout Mexico and Brazil doing mission work and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ into the streets. And uh, we fell in love with helping people. It was something that um, absolutely changed and shaped our lives in the biggest way possible. And uh, God really put it on our hearts to do this permanently. So upon arriving back to the United States, we set out and um, pretty much turned a school bus into a home. And um, so we're going to be taking this bus in and throughout Latin and South America. And um, our goal, or really our mindset, is to be doing this very long term, possibly 10 years, even 20. I don't really know. Um, but previously, the way we did it was we would just raise money, quit our jobs, leave, uh, do all these things in the streets, and then come back, find new jobs, and then repeat the process. But doing it this way, uh, we're not really going to be able to do that. We want to permanently be there. And so my question is, in regards to this, we're, we're looking at somewhere around $40,000 more or less a year. Uh, and that's not a lot, a lot, but, um, I think it's more than enough that we will need to do it. And, um, we're trying to figure out which direction to take for the amount of for the, the support that's coming in as far as like churches and individuals and businesses that are giving to us to support this mission. Um, how do I do that? Like, is this something I need to do through nonprofit? Because it's just my wife and I and uh, my one child. Uh, so it's not like a big corporation or a big, you know, nothing big really. Uh, but I don't really know how to do it as far as 
the taxes and stuff goes. And at the same time, I want the people that are supporting us uh, to have as much benefit as possible as well, you know, in regards to tax write-offs and stuff like that. Right. Well, love your heart, brother. Very cool. You're Thank good, you. You're a good man. And so it, it, it is a fairly simple process, but it's going to take a little bit of time and a little bit of expense. You set up a 501c3 nonprofit, and uh, okay. that nonprofit then becomes tax deductible for anyone that donates to it. Uh, you'll have to find, you'll, you'll establish an IRS number and that'll be associated, given to each of your donors, uh, that they then can take the, take the tax write off. A nonprofit does not mean, um, that, uh, uh, no money's coming in. It doesn't mean that not enough money is coming in. It is a simple accounting entry that shows that the owner of the business is not taking the money home for X as excess profit. It's all it is. Okay. So my point being this, a nonprofit has to technic has to physically be profitable or you go home, Okay. meaning you have to bring right. in more than you take out. Like if you need 40,000 and you bring in 30,000, you're a nonprofit, but you're going out of business, right? Right. So nonprofits have to be, from a cash standpoint, actually profitable. So you have to bring in more than goes out. But it's an accounting entry with the IRS that shows that the profits are being used for the benefit of the ministry, which includes feeding you and your wife. And it's not $400,000 a year of income for the two of you, uh, although that's technically okay. Uh, it would be suspicious to your donors. Uh, but but it's 40000 okay. and uh, – and, and, you know, just as a practical uh, thing, Ramsey Family Foundation, we've got friends that do some of the things that you do, and they are some of the people that we donate to from time to time. And as a donor, from the donor's side, uh, we love seeing that the money's helping people. And so just some simple uh, iPhone videos sent back occasionally and a little bit of a report on the finances showing that, um, uh, you know, you, you're you're living on $40,000 a year, which even in Latin America is certainly not a living high on the hog, right? So, uh, you know, right. we see where the money's going. We see that the people are being helped. The results of our donation, because we see our donations as investments into those people on the street that you're trying to help, and you're the vehicle by which they get there. That's how a donor thinks. Okay. And if you can keep, um, that, so donor, like keep that donor relationship real clear and have the IRS, and it's a separate bank account, separate from your personal checking, and then you are allowed by the charter of the nonprofit to live out of that, to pay personal expenses out of that, because it's, this is a ministry. It's a mission. You're, you're missionaries. Okay. And that'll be so in regards to, like, spending money, um, let's say, because uh, we're, we're trying to be really realistic as well with, um, I guess, allowing time for ourselves uh so, for example, let's say we went to a local carnival uh, a couple of days out of the month or something to uh, just have like a family day for us to keep to keep you're, things. You're I not guess. required. You're allowed to live a reasonable life out of this. It's not. It's not a violation of law, or it won't lose your tax status or something like that. Where people get into trouble is more of a PR thing than a legal thing. When some uh, uh, when some nonprofit starts buying a private jet, that's when people go, huh? 
<laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And you're not, going to the carnival oh. is hardly on that thing. It's, but that's more of a PR than a legal. It's not technically illegal to buy a private jet with a nonprofit. It's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but, but it blows the donor base up and it blows the PR up. Right. So, um, and we've all read those stories, you know, so, uh, in a nonprofit settings, cause I, people like me, we, we don't want to donate to your private jet. We want to donate to those people on the street right. that you're helping. And if you take your family Absolutely. to the carnival in the process, we're not going to be angry about that. Okay. I see. So in regards to us doing those types of activities, that's completely normal and you would move and you, you say, yeah. that money. You would move money from the nonprofit into your personal account as your personal income. Missionaries all okay. do that because missionaries all have to eat and have electricity and gas in the bus. Right. The nonprofit. Okay. And then at the end of the year, what do I do as far as taxes go in regards to keeping up with how much I move from that account into ours? Nothing or nothing. You're missionaries. Oh, okay. you're, you're living on donations. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. Double, okay. double, double check with your tax person and they can help you walk through all of this. Matter of fact, if you hit the tax pros on RamseySolutions.com, one of those in your area will probably be able to guide you through forming the nonprofit. It's really not that difficult. Yeah, it just takes a little not, bit of time. It's not considered income if he takes that. Shouldn't be. I mean, I mean he's living on through. donations. So, yeah. but, uh, you know, again, double check that because yeah. I'm wrong half the time on this stuff. So, uh, tax stuff I'm horrible at, but I do know the part about the nonprofit because we formed the Ramsey Family Foundation. We've got our own that we use for as a as a methodology for our family's generosity uh, and philanthropy. And so, um, but and so we have a five hundred one c three that does not take donations from the outside world. We fund it ourselves. And so, uh, and then that's how, that's how we handle the distribution of our giving is through yeah. that. And your sister Denise is the director of that, uh, again. So we kind of got into all of that, uh, in detail, even though we're not on the mission field Now we don't, I don't draw an income from that foundation. Uh, and I'm furnished the income to the foundation. So quite the opposite. So, but that, that's what you got to get into and just learn about it. But it's really not really that tough. There's not. It's not complete rocket science where you can't get your arms around it. You'll be able to figure it out and do it. Hey, man, we love you. Appreciate what you're doing. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. it's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.